All right. It's been a couple months, and by that I mean only one. We only skipped one month, but hello and welcome back to From A to Xenon. I am Jehan. I'm Avery. I don't remember every time I say, do we introduce ourselves? And Adam says, you introduce yourselves every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yes, uh, I'm excited to be back. You know, other podcasts do take time off. It's not unheard of to have seasons or week, but I guess they also have weekly episodes. But uh, we, we uh, we took a little November off. You know, I think we were all going through it. Actually, everyone I know was going through it. November, y'all, was so... Dark. I don't even know. Like, (laughs) things were so bad. And then Thanksgiving happened. And I was like, you know, this isn't happening. I can't. (laughs) So, November really came for everyone I love, I would say. Uh, but we're through it now. We're in December. We're almost at the holidays. Um, And so, This month, we decided, of course, to spend December with a DCOM holiday movie. Not a classic DCOM holiday movie, but a recent DCOM holiday movie. Last year's Christmas Again. It was a 2021 release. Yes. I have thoughts. I I know, Shahad, you messaged me during this movie and you have thoughts. I rarely message Avery during the movies because we like to keep our thoughts for the pod, I texted her during the first 20 minutes of this movie because I was so upset. <laughs> I was only 20 minutes. Like, the first 20 minutes of this movie, I will say, took me hours to get through. Okay. But, okay. We, I, we're we getting ahead of ourselves. But literally, like, the last 50 minutes of this movie, I was like, dear God, why is this still going? <laughs> it just kept going. It was so long. <laughs> And the thing is, it wasn't that long. It was an hour and 35 minutes or something like that, right? Yes. Which is normally what I would call the perfect length of time for a movie. That's like the length of like when Harry met Sally. Probably exactly 95 minutes. Hmm. You can fit a whole Nora Ephron rom-com in that time. But you come to me with this Disney Channel. This is the most negative I've ever felt about a Disney Channel original movie. I'm so sorry to Adam, who did have some more positive feelings about it, I think. (laughs) <laughs> but it just it felt like work and they don't normally feel like a slog to me but yes. this one usually i'm laughing along i am <laughs> enjoying it and taking notes and today my notes are very like wah, wah. so if you <gasps> i don't know i guess i apologies in advance i don't know <laughs> Um, but yes, so the, we are really getting ahead of ourselves. I don't know if we've said the title, but this is Christmas again. <laughs> yes. Um, and we open with these credits that give you a family tree where you immediately get a lot of exposition. You find out she's got gay uncles. Hey! <laughs> Inclusiveness! Yeah, this this decom said, we're not behind the times. <laughs> I will say I have never felt more represented than when they make the gay uncle lactose intolerant. (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) I feel like Disney was like, diversity win. This gay man's lactose intolerant. (laughs) I don't know why it's a thing. Early in the movie, it's established that he can't have dairy, and then they follow up like an hour later with no sour cream for me. (laughs) I... 
I'm really getting ahead of myself. Anyway, so we learn also that the parents are divorced and the dad has a girlfriend who has a son. Um, so let me just, I guess let's go, let's give you the family tree so you have it. So there's Abuela and Abuelo. Um, their name, they're, they don't matter that much. It's okay. <laughs> wow. And then Uncle Jerry, his husband, Uncle Bruce, the mom, who I think we learned pretty late her name is Lena. I didn't learn that till the last scene. I don't know if we learned that earlier. We did not. They say it in the last minute of the movie. <laughs> the dad, um, and then uh, his girlfriend, Diane, her son, Louie, and then Rowena is our lead, and her sister is Gabriella. Yes, her older sister is Gabriella. Her older sister, yeah. a teen. Yes, yes, You yes. know, but yes. So... <sighs> I don't even know where to start. Okay, let's let's just let's just let's just dive in. Okay. Yeah. So immediately we see the outside of the house. What is the size of this house, Avery? I would say it's giant. We're being told the single mother of two daughters lives with just the three of them in a goddamn mansion. But <laughs> you didn't downsize. The, yes. So this was the house, though that her dad once lived in her and her dad designed the home. So I'm assuming like in the divorce, it was like, Oh, keep the house. Yes. Yes. The dad did live in the house, but like he designed it, but like they still built this big of a house for four. That's chaotic. It's it's a pretty (laughs) Um, big house. (laughs) And we're in Chicago, the suburbs of Chicago. Rowena, who sometimes goes by Ro Mm -hmm. in, in the movie, we come and we are immediately introduced to her messy room. She has stuff everywhere (laughs) our girl our girl is a little chaotic Mm -hmm. her mom comes in and talks about her having a messy room rowena at this time is like reminiscing on her like top five favorite christmas memories that she's had um this will be important later (laughs) uh yeah and for just for the record the list is christmas around the world at the museum the pier the Santa versus the Elves hockey match, mm-hmm. top of the Hancock building, and Winterfest. And it's in that order with Winterfest being number one. Yes. And so, you know, Rowena feels some type of way because she's talking to her mom about like, ah, we have to be all together. And are like, you know, other people are coming for the holidays. And her mom is like, you know, it's important to be all together, like despite the changes, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the divorce. Um, and the, and the new girlfriend, it's important to be together despite the change. Yes. So yeah, her mom's like, it's not only about tradition. It's about like Avery being all together despite the changes. And she's basically being shut down, right? She's like, I want to go to Winterfest. And she's like, well, we have Diane and Louie coming. Um, uh, and just from this scene, I'm immediately like, does this child actor have the charm and charisma I need from a decom star? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's reacting to lines before they happen. <laughs> Whoa. I didn't know we were we were doing criticism on the acting. I thought, <laughs> I thought Okay, I'll stay away. I'll stay away. <laughs> I will say they're also children and um I'm sorry for what I said. <laughs> Whoa. We can cut it out. <laughs> we'll we'll cut out the part where I harangue a child. <laughs> Shahad, you did. <laughs> No, I I love a child actor that gives their all, and I'm proud of her for showing up to work every day. <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> Onwards. <laughs> I think we normally talk about the acting, but it's usually like Brenda song can do no wrong. <laughs> um, no, okay. But yes, so Rowena does not like change. That's what we know. The next morning, the radio plays like, good morning, Chicago. It's 8 a.m., and that is when I immediately knew that we were in a child groundhog day. I don't know when it hit you, but I, the second we got a close up on that alarm clock, I was like, oh, we're in groundhog day right now. <laughs> it probably could have hit me when I saw the movie's title was it Christmas again, but this is when it actually hit me. <laughs> but we don't know that yet. <laughs> yes. Christmas morning happens and Louie, which is again, the girlfriend's son, um, mm-hmm is in like a sheet and like scares Rowena. Rowena um, rolls onto a skateboard and spills orange juice on her older sister's laptop. I would have been pissed too. Uh, Yeah. Um, And like, again, Rowena just notices the changes. So dad didn't wake her up for Christmas morning like usual. Yeah. Because Louie wanted to. And Louie is like five, six, maybe. Maybe a little older. Yeah, I was going to um, say seven or eight. Seven, yeah. Okay, yeah, seven or eight. So he's little and he's cute and he's the youngest and he's an attention hog. Uh, not in a bad way, just in a cute little boy way. Like he asks, like Rowena's trying to have these moments with her dad like, and uh, he just constantly interrupts. Um, what else? Uh, Diane's trying to be nice, you know, asking her about the softball team. And, you know, Rowena is stonewalling her at every turn. She's like... I'm not really answering the question. She's like, I heard you made the softball team. What's your position? She says another sports position. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and it just, it's all about like the ways things aren't matching up to Rowena's like expectations from prior years. Like she's supposed to get the last chocolate from the advent calendar. And uh, Diane ate it because she didn't know the tradition. I will say to go into someone else's home and eat the last chocolate out of an advent calendar does seem like some nonsense behavior to me. But I I acknowledge the person who's supposed to be learning lessons here is not Diane. <laughs> it's very clear that like Rowena is just not having the tradition or like not having the like typical traditional Christmas that she wants. Mm-hmm. I think Uncle Jerry and Bruce roll in and they have a new dog. Olive. Mm-hmm. This is also when grandparents come in. Yeah, this is gruesome. <laughs> and grandpa took our, our grandparents and abuelo took abuela to the diner and, you know, it kind of messed up her stomach a little bit. So when, <laughs> when abuelo drops his keys and she's like, oh, he's like, oh, Ro, can you get him? She like grabs the keys and abuela like farts in her face and she's just like, who? Like, this is gross. It's grim. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's, um, not, it's not right with God. <laughs> um, Ro's upset because when it's time to open gifts, you know, it's tradition that her mom, like, typically gives her, like, clothes and it's always, like, clothes that she doesn't want, but she, like, low-key loves them. But mom didn't mm-hmm. do that this year. Mom gets her a scrapbook and Rose like genuinely upset about it. And her mom is like, you hate the clothes I buy. She's like, no, but I low-key like them after I try them on. Yeah, this kid is not being nice, right? Like Diane got her stage makeup because she was in a play in the third grade, which, you know, whatever. Um, but I'm just like, I was so tense at this point because 
what I wrote was, this isn't as fun as when Bill Murray misbehaves. <laughs> this movie makes more sense to me with a ma- like a, a middle-aged grump. <laughs> um, her uncle got her and Louie matching judo, uh, judogis, which is what you wear when you practice judo, I guess. Uh, nothing's going right, right? They got her a baseball mitt, but it ends up with Louie op- ends up opening that and she gets his etch a sketch instead. Mm-hmm. Diane made cookies with kale in them. And she's like, what the hell is this? She didn't say that, but like. But she felt it. Yeah. They're non dairy cookies for the uncle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Abuelo and Abuela give Rose's mom like a family heirloom bowl disaster because as they're opening it talking about like all the dishes that like their family has made in this bowl the sister is trying to grab for her phone and accidentally grabs to capture the moment yeah Yeah. but accidentally grabs olive's chew toy she tosses it to roe roe throws it at grandpa who falls back and throws the bowl (laughs) I think we need to be clear. Grandpa throws that bowl like a quarterback when he gets hit by this dog toy. It goes shooting out of the frame. It's like the man was attacked. Some like he he some like athlete entered his body in that moment. Uncle Bruce grabs it. But Yeah, he does catch it. Yeah. Which is beautiful. He catches it and it's like, whew, relief. But then he slips on the wrapping paper that Ro had threw on the ground earlier when her mom was like, oh, like, pick it up. And she was like, no, it's tradition that, like, we throw, we make a mess. And, like, mom, you clean up after us. Well, the wrapping paper was still on the floor. So Uncle Bruce fell. The bowl goes flying into the air. And it breaks. (laughs) (sighs) Things are simply all going wrong. So this family heirloom is broken. Her dad's like, okay, we're going to go play catch with Louie uh, with his new glove. Again, supposed to be her new glove. So really, really rubbing salt in the wound. But she goes to get her glove. Olive's chewed on it and then pees on it. I got to say, some of the problems on this Christmas day are that they have not trained their dog. Yep. <laughs> um, and we just see poor Rowena like, Listen, in the retelling, it sounds like I am on her side. I want you to know there was never a moment in this movie where I was on this child's side. (laughs) I wish I had been. (laughs) She just stressed me out so much. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, but we do see this really sad shot of this poor little girl, like, watching her dad play ball with another kid, you know? Like, I know it's his... His, his girlfriend's son, but it's just like, and Diane's there playing too. She She's a part of it. And the dad tries to wave her down, but she doesn't come down. And I will say my one, my one thing throughout this movie is, yes, we are watching Rowena behave badly, but I also think there are, in classic decom form, you expect like the child to shoulder way too much of these emotions. And like, there are so many windows for this family to be like, going up to her okay you see her not come down go upstairs to your 12 year old who's clearly miserable i don't know um i'm on the list of things that um rowena really wants to do is the santa versus elves hockey match they obviously can't go to it this year you know they're doing christmas at the house but she still wants to watch it with her dad Mm -hmm. um so after that baseball tragedy (laughs) she like at dinner is like okay i'm Full, she has probably eaten one bite and is like, can we go, can dad and I go watch the, the game? 
And the dad has just sat down and is like, uh, can we give it a minute? And again, I'm like, you gotta give this girl something too. She is also going through it. Unfortunately, it is at this moment, the mom's like, well, after the gingerbread cake. And at this moment, if we learn that one, Uncle Jerry ate all of the gingerbread cake last year, which is rude, <laughs> but also that he only gets gingerbread cake if he tells a joke because he's been working on one in his stand-up class. This is a bonkers subplot. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the comedian gay uncle who's lactose intolerant. The cl that classic character. <laughs> they said, listen, we are making new tropes. We are making inclusive tropes. It's a new dawn, Jahan. <laughs> I need to learn to accept change. <laughs> and that's not what I took away from this movie. What I took away from this movie is that I'll only watch the class. <laughs> um, but no, so he, Uncle Jerry, poor man, is being pressured by his husband and everyone around him to do his stand-up joke so that he can have the gingerbread cake. Rowena is a villain in this moment. This is so awful. This nervous man is trying to do his set and she like, before he even starts, is like, well, dad and I are gonna go watch the match. Cause I finished, she like shoveled down her mashed potatoes. She's like, I ate like mom told me to. Um, and he's so nervous. He's so nervous. He sets up the joke and she's like, she laughs at the setup and is like, all right, we out. <laughs> and then he does the setup again because she interrupted him. And she's like, you already did this part. Like, she is just like fucking up his shit. Truly at this time, I was like, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this kid. <laughs> let, let your gay uncle tell his bad joke. <laughs> but this poor man like gets, like he, he can't even, he's like, I didn't even want to tell it. I don't even want gingerbread cake. I never wanted gingerbread cake, bye. And he like runs out of the room and Bruce follows him. It's sad, but you know what happens? Bruce follows him. No one's watching the dog. Avery, what happens? The dog, I don't know. The dog, oh, 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 yes, I know. I do know, I do know. <laughs> the dog <laughs> leaves leaves the like living room and goes to the, to, I guess, to like the dining room area where all the food is on the table. Mm -hmm. The dog drags the table runner mm -hmm. trying to get the food and all of the holiday food drops on the ground, all of it. The poor mom's like, oh no, my dinner. I will say Uncle Bruce does something at this moment that really made me say, sir. <laughs> he, he, Carlton runs into the room to see what's happened. Did you see that moment? He oh, like, runs no, into I the room, arms are swinging. It looks like he's doing the Carlton dance. Oh almost. God. And I was just like, why? <laughs> it was very silly though. They all scream at the fallen dinner, but Rowena's like, well, looks like dinner's over. Anybody want to watch the match? And um, only Diana, and Diana's like, I'll watch with, I'll watch with you, which is very sweet, but she's like anybody else. So rude. So rude. She's trying to watch the last five minutes of the match. The Santas, who is, uh, that's her and her dad's team. They're losing. Louie has the remote and keeps turning the TV off. I'll be honest, I don't love Louis either. These kids, these kids need to be taught some manners. Agreed. He keeps turning off the TV. He throws the remote at her. It hurts her, so she gets up to chase him. Tell me how she trips and 
knocks over every single Christmas decoration in the room. I don't. She pulls down the lights, the the tinsel, everything's on the ground. The snowman. <laughs> I don't even know. I was trying to figure out at some point, like, did she physically grab it or like what happened? Because I was like, logistically, this does not make sense. But no, no, it's the same physics that let the grandfather throw the bowl a mile away. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> so. The family comes in and sees the mess and everyone is mad at Ro. And like she does in front of them say she hates him. Yes. Yes. She was like, I hate you. And Ro is upset because she's like, why do you always take Louis side? Um, Gabby comes down and is like, I guess, finally seeing her laptop and is like, you ruined my laptop. And then Gabby accuses Ro of like ruining Christmas and Ro claps back. Ro says that all of them ruined Christmas. And then Diane is like, well, everyone, like, let's take a deep breath and calm down. And Ro tells her. She's trying to de-escalate. She is trying to de-escalate. Ro, this like takes her over the top. And she goes, she, you're not even part of this family. So why is she here? And I was like. I again this is all the first 20 minutes of this hour and a half long film when I tell you my shoulders were up at my ears I was so tense and the thing is you're not just getting her being rude to Diane you're also seeing like Gabby in that moment and the sister is like I'm gonna kill you and her uncle says get in line and I just wanted to pause to highlight that because I'm sorry you got embarrassed with your stand-up moment, but your job as an uncle to a 12-year-old is not to join the dog pile. <laughs> I was shook when she said, why is she here? I literally went, oh, like I literally made like a, a noise I had never made before in my life. I was like, why is this happening? I'm so uncomfortable. Um, and her mom's like, do you want to get grounded on Christmas Day? Which, you know, fair. Honestly, ground her. Lock that child away. Um, and then she like runs out of the room and everyone's like, hey, where are you going? You got to clean up this mess you just made. And I will say that one seemed like it was kind of an accident. Yeah, she was chasing Louie, but she didn't mean to bring down all the decor. Yeah. Uh, but she runs outside and she's mad. She's she's steamed. <laughs> She, she throws a snowball right at a plastic Santa. <laughs> but who appears but a real Santa from behind? <laughs> <laughs> and this, I thought that beard was... So this is a, a Santa wearing a fake beard. And I did think it was supposed to be real, but that is part of the bit. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're having a hard day? Me too. I got stuck in a chimney in Sweden. Rudolph's nose went out over some other country. Um... And Rowena's like, you're not really Santa. Your beard is fake. And he's like, I wear this for the wind. And he takes it off. And she is like, you don't look like Santa. And I will say, this is a tall black man, a tall black Santa. Um, and what, what I do think is interesting is they refer to him as tall Santa throughout the whole movie. Um, and she's like, do you, and he's like, do you know anyone who has ever actually seen Santa? No. Then how do you know what he actually looks like? Because that's what he looks like in this movie. So he is tall. And, uh, but she's like, she still doesn't buy it, right? Like, why would you? This is the first moment, first five minutes you've ever met Santa. You have no reason to believe it. And she's like, how can you make it across the world in one night? And he says, time is a tricky thing. A lot can happen in one day. And she's thinking about all the havoc she's wreaked. And she's like, 
you can say that again. And he's like, time is a tricky thing. A lot can happen in one day. <laughs> this is when uh, things get a little fantastical, a little magical, a little mystical. Um, <laughs> she says, uh, I can't wait for this day to be over. Uh, and he's like, is that what you want? She's like, the only thing I want is for things to go back to how they used to be. And he says, oh, so like a do-over. Um, and he basically like makes her say straight up, I wish I could have my Christmas again. The wind picks up, you know, you got something magical is in the air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so then, sure enough, well, her mom comes out and is like, Ro, what are you doing? And she was like, I was talking to Santa. And sure enough, when she turns around, the Santa is gone. And her mm -hmm. mom is like, what are you doing? Why are you just saying things? And she's like, no, really, I was talking to Santa. But she goes into the house and that wraps up that. I, yeah, I will say we don't see the rest of the night and we very often will just not see what we just we're immediately the alarms going off again. Yeah. And Louis scares her again. And the laptop is once again soaked in juice, the nutcracker broken again. Obviously, it's the first five minutes of the, the day again. She's not yet caught on to what's happening. Yeah, she thinks that she's still dreaming. And when mm -hmm. she comes downstairs and like her family is saying the same things over again, she thinks that her family is like punishing her. She's like, oh, like, stop it. I get it. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Which is one. First of all, she's waking up at 8 a.m. on this day every day. And they all greet her with like, look who is finally up, sleepyhead. 8 a.m. is not late to wake up, right? Listen, I am weird. And for me on Christmas morning, me and my brother used to have competitions to see who would wake up first to open presents. So like there were some Christmases where I was up at like 6.30, 6.45, 7. No, that makes sense. I'm just saying 8 a.m. isn't late. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> For them to all be dressed and like waiting for oh, you know, no. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. should be pajama hours. Oh, you know? yeah. I'm, I still, I'm still in pajamas. Like, of course, you're normal. <laughs> okay. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, anyway, but yes, she does think they're punishing her, which is also so funny. Um, I understand it makes no sense. You're in the, this magical time loop. You haven't figured it out yet. There's no reason for you to have any logical thought. But I'm also like, oh, you thought your whole family was going to put all this effort into teaching you a lesson? You thought they were going to Truman show just you? <laughs> I don't know. I just... <laughs> so the bad things keep happening, right? We see we see Diane eating the chocolate. The shot of Diane eating the chocolate. So wild. <laughs> we just get this close-up shot of this woman eating a chocolate so many times. She gets sparted on by the grandma again. I feel like that one, by that point, she should have figured out what was going on and avoided it. I do blame her for that one. <laughs> Um, she, at present, she still thinks she's being punished. She still thinks that they're all reenacting the whole day. And she's like, she like predicts all the presents. So they'll see that she knows what's going on and they'll stop doing it to her. But they just look concerned. And that's the first day. She's done. <laughs> we don't see the rest of the day. <laughs> on day, I'd say, is this Christmas three, I guess? Yeah. Um, Let's call this Christmas round three. <laughs> Christmas round three. She freaks out, but she starts to realize it's a time loop. Uh, she tries telling them now that she realizes it's a time loop, now that she's aware, she's like, I keep living the same day and obviously nobody believes her. So she runs upstairs and her sister comes up to comfort her. And when her sister is comforting her, she's like, hey, my laptop. 
because her uh, because the laptop is in Roe's room, not yeah. because the laptop is broken. Yeah, and that's when Roe realizes she didn't spill juice on the laptop that day, so things can happen differently. And I would say she does not learn the lesson maybe you could have learned from that. And instead, she's like, I can do anything I want without consequences. <laughs> Um, I will, and then I will say Gabriella says something nice in this scene, which is, look, I know what you're going through. I might not show it the same way you do, probably because Gabriella is not a menace to society. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is hard for me, too. And I did like that because this is, again, I, I know Roe is being annoying, but I will say this is the first person to offer true sympathy to this menace of the child. I will say Gabby was the only character I liked in this movie. Is I that agree, bad? And I will say, okay. No, no. I, I mean, I didn't like, I kind of like the mom, I kind of like sometimes, but she was too angry for no reason often. Like yeah. when she gets angry about the wrapping paper, I was like, okay, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gabby, I think really yeah, carries this family. <laughs> Gabby is again, the first person to like, I think offer like actually be a little bit sympathetic towards Roe. But Rose, like, it's like the day never happened. Everything just reset. And if everything resets, no one remembers anything. Um, and at this point, we see her write her first letter to Santa, tall Santa, who she met. And she's like, if I'm going to be stuck in this time loop, I'm going to have some fun. And this is when uh, Rowena cuts loose. <laughs> Listen. Christmas day four. <laughs> We're going sledding! <laughs> But um, are we walking to go sledding? <laughs> oh no, we're gonna we're gonna go sledding in a white stretched Hummer <laughs> that she books on her mom's phone that she takes. Yes. So I also want to be clear that you know, as she's going outside to meet this white stretch Hummer limo, she does see mm-hmm. other people having rough days. So she sees like the neighbors mm-hmm. who are putting up missing cat signs. The woman mm-hmm. who like drops her eggs in the street as she's like trying to like fumble with her grocery oh, no, bag. Eggs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this is the part where she also sees the kids who are like trying to raise money to for charity, and it's like you know a joke for Jokes money. For charity. Yeah. Yeah. Jokes yeah. for charity, and uh, she does help those kids out on the day. She's like, "Hey, uh, you see that girl across the street? She takes my lunch money, so avoid her." And they do. Um, Gretchen. Gretchen. Um, I great bully name, classic bully name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they, they do like like it's. I honestly thought we were gonna just be staying, maybe not in the house, but in the family. I thought we were only gonna see the family's Christmases, but this does again. It is beat for beat Groundhog Day. It turns out, <laughs> as as we are now all aware. Um, but she, it turns out there are other people in need of her help other than just her family. So she gets in the limo. And who's the driver, Shahan? Tall Santa. <laughs> and um, in a grim, grim joke, Tall Santa's like, Santa side hustle. Tough times, tough times. I also work on a tech support hotline. Why is Santa being affected by the gig economy? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so what's your plan? And she's like, the plan is to have Christmas like we used to. So she goes sledding. That's Christmas four. Christmas five? Oh, and I will say Santa is like Christmas like you used to. Doesn't that involve your family? Right? That's not on her mind. (laughs) 
she's like they're busy okay <laughs> um i i have my own thing going on <laughs> so um and then the next day she so i guess christmas five is where we're at she decides that she's going to start working through her best christmas list again these were all christmas memories with her family but not of concern to this child she um goes to the pier which was on her list she rides the ferris wheel and at this point i was like you know this isn't bill murray this is not a middle-aged man in a town he doesn't where he only knows one person which is what's happening in groundhog day this is a 12 year old girl who's supposed to be spending christmas with her family we never see anybody calling for help to find her looking for her we are never shown why she's not being looked for like maybe she like put pillows under the blankets and they think she's asleep. No, none of that. We never once see a reason nobody is looking for Rowena. <laughs> this girl is gone for hours. And at some point I did put in my notes. I was like, her parents did not notice that she was gone and let her get in the car with strangers. What the hell? We are not see we never in this film like this is this is a pretty far suspension of disbelief for me, but we are not ever seeing any consequences of her essentially running away every single day. And obviously they wouldn't remember the prior day, but you'd think that that day they'd get framed. Again, this is a child that's supposed to love Christmas who has simply stepped out on Christmas. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think at this part, like as we see her repeating, like it comes to like, oh, I'm going to do my Christmas list by myself or my my top five favorite Christmas movies by myself. But then I also feel like Ro gets a little cruel and like trying to change Christmas. So instead of like Louis scaring her, she scares Louis, like terrifies him. That poor boy. Uh, <laughs> she has Abuela, like instead of farting in her face, she has her fart in Gabby's face. Like Gabby has committed zero crimes at this point. It, All she did exactly. was laugh when, <laughs> like she laughed when Ro got the fart to the face, but that's not a crime. I don't think that's what's natural. That's the reaction you should have. <laughs> exactly. Which is why I'm like, oh, dang, like we didn't have to punish Gabby too. Like Gabby's the only one that like is, has been nice to you. Yeah, this is really like, I know I already didn't like this child, but I was like, I really do not care for this child. Because she also like, she wishes Diana Merry Christmas. And it seems like she's being nice, but she's like, hand over the chocolate lady and no one gets hurt. And we have this like close up of her whispering in Diane's ear. Diane hands her the chocolate and she's like, she eats it in her, she eats it and she goes, tastes like cinnamon and victory. Yo, what? Yeah. I didn't even know the chocolate was important. You're just, and then I will say it gets even crueler somehow <laughs> because she decides to psychologically torture these people. <laughs> The, the uncle's like, how does she know which boxes have all the chocolates? Because she's opened every box of chocolates at, when they're opening presents. She's like, it's easy. I'm psychic. So she tells them all the presents that are in the boxes. And the mom's like, all right, this is enough. And she's like, yeah, are you guys done or do you want proof? They're like, we want proof. So she asks them a bunch of questions, like how much money is in dad's pocket? What color are her uncle's underwear? Which I think is weird. Um, yeah. Who grandma's first crush is. And whether Diane ever had a dog. And Diane starts to like cry a little bit when she's like, yeah, I had a French bulldog named Biscuit who seems to have died tragically in an accident with a bag of chips. I don't know what that accident was, but horrifying. Um, so she, she like wakes up the next day and is like, all right, let's go. Why? 
would you use the time loop to psych psychologically torture the people who love you most? I don't know. But she like pretends to be psychic and basically tells Diane, who is holding all of the dog, she's like, Biscuit is in the room right now. He's sitting next to you. He's got a bag of chips and he's not glad you're holding Olive. And this poor woman is like crying and like talking to the ghost of the dog. The uncles are freaked out and trying to put tinfoil hats on because she knows the underwear color one of them is wearing. It's just, it's weird vibes. It's wrong. <laughs> this child it's... belongs in prison. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong. Which is also what Shahan texted me in the middle. <laughs> I, that was earlier in the movie, but I continued to think it. <laughs> uh, at, at one point, uh, Ro goes to the hockey game. Mm-hmm. And so she does get to her hockey game. She does go to the to the Santas versus Elves game. One of the things or one of the prizes that was at the game was like, you have to guess how many candy canes were in the plastic snowman. And because she knows the exact number, she like goes back the next day and gets the gets it exactly and so she wins the thousand dollars she goes to the museum she goes to the aquarium at one point she even plays in the santa versus elves hockey game like as a player uh it's just a mess she gets really good i will say that's one of my favorite groundhog day tropes is when they like spend those days practicing becoming excellent at something so she does like she's like if you have enough time you can kind of learn anything so she gets good at hockey to help the Santas win the game because they've lost the game every other time. Mm -hmm. But she also like, when she takes a thousand dollars, previously we had seen a family went in, we're like, we can visit my parents in Florida. <laughs> she was like, nah, that's for me. <laughs> yeah, so we see her like do all the, almost all of the things she wants to do. Museum, Santa versus Elf, she's done the pier already. And I think there was a fourth one she's also done. The only one she doesn't do is Winterfest. Yeah. And, um, Sat, she actually tells she runs into tall santa at the game mm -hmm. and he's like once again he's like hey i see you're working through your list he's she's like yeah winning the game having a great time whatever it is and he's like but all these things you're doing aren't they things you uh normally do with your family and she's like well i know everyone here so they're practically family and she's like see this lady she's uh sh we I, like francine or something i don't know her name but she's like we're great pals now. <laughs> the lady does not know who she is and like rushes off. And she's like, she's just nervous because she's pr proposing to her boyfriend at Winterfest tonight. And uh, it's not going to go well. An ornament's going to fall on her head. Uh, and Santa's like, so why aren't you doing something about that since you know and you can stop it? She's like, I got a lot going on. And Santa is again trying to encourage her to do the right thing. And I don't remember quite what he says. He's just like trying to encourage her to like use these time loops that basically for good. And she's like, well, you know what? I could use it to get my family back together. Because <laughs> he says, spend it with family, thinking mm -hmm. she would spend it with family. And she's like, spend it with family the way I want to. Yes. And this is when she decides it's time to parent trap her divorced parents. <laughs> Jahan, this is where things just got worse for me just worse so she goes and asks her mom and dad separately what was their favorite christmas and both parents say like oh it was actually your first christmas like which, which is, is very so sweet yeah like very very cute 
And talking about how, you know, your first Christmas, they had invited everybody to like come and celebrate, but there was a winter storm and the power went out. So mom ended up having to use like all these candles to light up the room and they had hot chocolate. Like it's a very beautiful memory. And Ro is like, yeah, I can try to recreate that. I'm going to try to like do that. But first I got to get rid of everybody. So she (laughs) she has to find a way to get rid of uncles sorry uncles what is it jerry and and ben? bruce bruce why did i say bruce. I, I don't know why i was I guess i was thinking ben and jerry's uh <laughs> <laughs> that's funny they should have been ben and jerry <laughs> uh yeah she has to get rid of uncle jerry and bruce she has to get rid of the grandparents and she has to get rid of like diane and louie so what does she do she first finds i think for the grandparents she's like oh well like they clock out and like go to sleep so early they fall asleep, yeah. yeah they fall asleep early anyway so like i don't have to do anything for them but she goes and finds the cat that is missing okay in the neighborhood a crime <laughs> yes! this is you know your you know your neighbor's cat is missing you have known this whole time where it is because she's like i keep hearing you meow around here you have never reunited the cat and the neighbors. Exactly. She goes and gets a can of tuna. She goes and finds the cat that's been missing. And a previous time, Diane said that she was allergic to cats. So she puts like, she gets Diane's jacket and puts it like with the cat. So that when Diane puts on the jacket, Diane starts like having an allergic reaction. Like this girl's nose is red. She's sneezing <laughs> up a storm. She seems miserable. Yes. And at some point, Rose's dad is like, your nose looks like Rudolph. Like, that's how red her nose is. And she's like, and he's like, oh, like, don't you want to go? And she's like, no, I don't want to miss out on the festivities. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, man. <laughs> she then tells the uncles that she, like, pretends with her little fake accent that the dog is missing and calls and is like, yeah, like, I have your dog, like. But I see on the caller to call this number if the dog is missing. We're an hour away. So they have to drive an hour away to go pick up their dog who is in her bedroom. And then she gets Louie and she puts Louie in the bathroom, in the bathtub with a, like a tablet. And is like, here, watch some stuff, like watch some scary stuff. And then he gets into a description of like, that was so dark. <laughs> and I was like, Yo, what the heck has this kid been watching? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I think he says something like, it's uh, like, even, could I watch anything? Like even a movie where a shark eats a man's head and the man comes back to life as a zombie and then eats the shark. <laughs> so this kid was like on one. And he's like, mom says I have nightmares when I watch scary things. She's like, it's okay. You won't remember. Um, and then uh, she needs to set the stage. So earlier, Diane had given her a stage makeup set. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because she was in a play when she was in the third grade. She's like, Mom, I want to put makeup on you to show Diane I'm using her present. Isn't she going to love that? And she makes her mom look like a goddamn clown. And that's, <laughs> again, I, my favorite part of Groundhog Day type movies is when they decide to get excellent at a skill. And we see her start like watching makeup tutorials every day she makes a like conspiracy board with pictures of different smoky eye looks she's like deep in it and she's like listening to everything this youtuber is saying and her mom's like where did you she's doing her mom's makeup again and she's like where did you learn all this stuff and she's like 
It's makeup, mom, not rocket science. Now hold still so I can finish contouring your nose. And the mom's like, I like my nose. And she's like, she's just truly quoting this YouTuber. We're just enhancing what's already there. And I did think it was super interesting that they put the makeup in there, but they also had this YouTuber say all the stuff about like enhancing what's already there. You're beautiful any way you are. So they want to be like real clear. We didn't think the makeup was necessary for this kid's movie, which I liked. Um, but it was also a funny bit. So they kept it in. <laughs> also, does this mean as Ro is getting better at makeup every time, Diane is having an allergic reaction every single day? Again, you you better believe it. <laughs> the cruelty of it all, people. It's terrible. <laughs> Again, no carceral state, but this child belongs in prison. <laughs> like, if this is what you choose to do when you have your repeat day, I don't know. I'd like, maybe I'd like, like, I, I often want more time, but I feel like I want more time to learn to cook, get healthy, maybe like work out a day in my life. I wouldn't be like torturing people. <laughs> Clean up my home. <laughs> get things, uh, get my decor on the wall. <laughs> I just feel like there are many things you can do with time. And this child is a maniac. <laughs> Yikes, truly. When she finally gets the makeup right mm-hmm. through the makeup tutorials, she ha- she, you know, turns off the lights, makes them hot cocoa. Oh, she like puts mistletoe in front of them, right? Yeah, and the sister's watching with her and is like, it's not going to work. And it doesn't work. So she tries that whole thing again. Well, this time she asks her dad what their song is. She's like, I need to go. She doesn't like say, oh, I can't. This isn't going to work. She's like, I got to try again. I got to do better. She asks their dad if they have a song. Um, She asks the mom what she likes about the what she first found attractive about the dad. And she's like, you know, he was handy. And I was like, is that a... That's why, that's why you married the man? He was handy? <laughs> but sure. And so she clogs the garbage disposal so that the dad can fix it. He does get covered in a disgusting goo when it erupts at the end, but he fixes it. The mom is impressed. He has to take a shower. And so she leaves the ugly Christmas sweater from her first Christmas outside as like an option for him to wear. She is really like pulling out all the stops. She um, once again gets them alone in the living room with the lights out and the candles on. She also, yeah, I don't know if we've said this, she turns off the breaker. So the power is out Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. like it was that first Christmas. She makes them the hot cocos and she offers her sister like what looks like hundreds of dollars if she helps her because they are once again in the living room, lights low, in the sweaters this time. She has her sister start playing music on her phone And I will say this is a very cute scene. They all start dancing as a family of four. They're having a little fun. It's sweet. And then the sisters duck out and um, it's just the parents. And that's when they turn on the wedding song. She tries everything. She even tries to get a little romantic fan going. So she has some Beyonce hair. The fan's too powerful. The fan (laughs) is too strong. But, you know, they still end up back on the couch and they're being sweet to each other. She's like... Uh, I guess this house is still a work in progress after all these years because the dad was the handy one who built it. Um, And Ro is like, this is my moment. She lowers the mistletoe again. Does not work. (laughs) So Ro is like, Gabby's like, "Ah, I'm going to take your money anyway. (laughs) And Ro is like, 
They're supposed to kiss. They're supposed to fall in love. Things are supposed to go back to how they used to be. And Gabrielle is like, Ro, that's never going to happen. And it doesn't matter what you do. And this is when we learn dad's getting remarried. Daddy's getting married. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, we are <laughs> the, the Lohan twins making calls across, across the world. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I love that you, through my bad British accent, were able to detect that that was from the parent trap. So we find out that dad is getting married. We married to Diane and Ro is upset because she misses mm-hmm. family. She misses the things, the way things used to be. Uh, and her parents were like, yeah, we were going to tell you during the new year so that we wouldn't ruin your Christmas. And Ro just can't deal anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I will say they were tiptoeing around this villain's feelings. Like all she thought the whole time was like, nobody was caring about her. And I mean, I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but it seemed like they thought they were doing right by this angry little child, you know? So they were thinking a lot about her. They wanted her to have one final Christmas, like, pre-remarriage or whatever. Mm -hmm. She's like, I miss our family. I miss the way things used to be. And they're like, it's okay to be sad. Just know that we still love you. And this just means our family is growing and there will be more people who love you. Mm Mm-hmm. But that don't work for Ro, as Avery said. She cannot handle it. <laughs> she doesn't wake up. <laughs> that morning, The next morning, she does not get up. She just like stays in bed and her mom's like, hey, what's going on here? And she reads the Christmas Carol and is like, decides she's on Scrooge's side. <laughs> she's going through it. She comes downstairs and she looks like... Um, the stereotype of like a hungover woman in a movie. She's got her hair like all frizzy. Oh, my cat just missed a jump behind us. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, but she's like, looks like the stereotype of a hungover woman, right? She's got like the hair out to here. She's got the sunglasses on. um, And she like immediately goes to the freezer to start like ham, uh, like knocking down some ice cream. Yeah, she gets she gets the whipped cream, the ice cream, getting whipped cream from the can. Her face looks like a mess. The girl is going through it. The family's staring at her like, yo, what the heck is going on? They're like, are you okay? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it's Christmas. It's the gift that keeps on giving. This child is depressed. <laughs> yeah. She we is... are in the depression phase. Yes. <laughs> At some point, we see her try to find new and creative ways to destroy her alarm clock. And I mean destroy. Like, mm-hmm. everything from, like, pouring juice on it to dunking it in cereal and, like, eating it. Like, the alarm clock in the bowl as she's eating the Very cereal. Very confusing. Did not care for that. <laughs> she, she, at some point, like, takes a baseball bat to it and, like, whacks mm-hmm. it several times, like... We're going through it. She puts it in some sort of double boiler situation that like overflows. I don't know. I will say a quick gag in there on that Christmas that she's real, that first really depressed Christmas. The grandfather's like, is anybody seeing this? Ro is drawing the Mona Lisa. And uh, her dad is like, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great, Hector. And he's like, no, she's drawing the Mona Lisa. And we turn it around. We see that she has etch-a-sketched the Mona Lisa. Um, <laughs> which is just a really funny bit. And then like the whole family screams as Louis shakes it. <laughs> um, great. This is also like 
very, I find it very funny because they, they, they do the depression phase in this children's movie because at this moment in Groundhog Day, this is when Bill Murray's character starts trying to kill himself. <laughs> There's like a whole s- sequence of him like driving into like pits and blowing shit up. Um, but she's doing that to the alarm clock, which I think he also does. Um, so yeah, she is depressed. We see her. So sometimes we see her make it to the evening with the family, but often we don't. Uh, there's they like play some sort of like Pictionary game and sit around the tree. She makes it down to the she makes it to the Christmas tree this time and is like, I just don't believe it anymore. I don't believe in Christmas. She's like, what's it all about? They're like, what about like her sister's like, you love presents, and she's like. Well, none of us even need the presents. We don't even remember what people got us last year. What's the point? And the mom's like, well, it's the thought that counts. And the uncle's like, what about all the other great things about Christmas? Like the tree and none of it's working. She's like, it was just minding its own tree business and some jerk came and chopped it down. How would you like it if someone brought you into their house and covered you with lights and festive decorations? And Louis like, I wouldn't like it, not one bit. <laughs> and it is my favorite line from Louis, my favorite Louis delivery. <laughs> like the end of it, she's like, face it, guys, Christmas is overrated. Yeah, our girl is she done. done. <laughs> she's, she writes another letter to Santa and is like, hey, I want out. <laughs> oh, just the mom is like, well, we can mail it tomorrow, but the post office is closed today. And she's like, and she just keeps hearing tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And she starts running through the house screaming. We, uh, she's she's lost it. <laughs> yeah, we're losing it. At some point, her sister Gabby has a heart to heart and tells her like, Ro, like, I know you want things to go back to the way that they were, but you don't remember the fighting that like her parents had when they were together. Gabby's like, they're so much happier now. And... Gabby's like, listen, things changed when you were born. Like, (laughs) like it was a change. Like it was a change for me when I got a new sibling. But she's like, that being said, like, I wouldn't change it for anything. I will say Gabby, when she's giving this beautiful speech, and I will say it's a great heart to heart. Once again, Gabby, the only character who like one reaches out to the sister, but also like offer, yeah, offer support. And she's like, she straight up says, you were new and I didn't like it, but I saw how happy you made mom and dad. Are you telling me as a three or four year old, you were putting your parents' happiness first? <laughs> Older daughter problems. <laughs> I said the oldest daughters really do be carrying that burden. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like, you annoy me, but I wouldn't, like Avery said, I wouldn't change anything. And this is when Ro was like, Gabby... I think I'll give new people a chance too. And I will say, we know she hasn't fully learned the lesson because she's like, but only because I've tried everything else. <laughs> is is being good really being good when you have literally run out of other possibilities? <laughs> and at this moment, we see her like, be nice on Christmas. She's not fully there yet. Um, she brings a mariachi band to the house. And yeah. we don't, everybody has fun. Um, but that's not that's not the final day yet. I honestly don't know why we have that mariachi scene. Do you? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know because that's not. It's not relevant. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so 
know, at that at that point, it would have made sense to go into the day where she does things nicely. But for some reason, they're like, let's give you a quick little day where she brings in a mariachi band. No, I know. Okay, so then I feel like we have turned a corner with Ro, and now she wants to have like a string of good days. So one of the good days, she actually finds out that it was Diane who picked out the glove as a gift for her and not her dad. And so like that is little a little like moment of like, oh, Diane really does care, really does know me. And she learns that because she doesn't, she isn't like shitty to Diane in the morning. Instead of saying like, oh, I play... um power forward or whatever she says I play shortstop but coach wants to try me out at pitcher and because she like actually engages with Diane it becomes clear that Diane is like very excited for her gift she's like well if that's the case you're gonna love your gift and it's just like oh she gave Diane a little and that Diane like it became clear that there there's something there (laughs) yeah and I also want to point out like I don't know why she was so upset at Diane for getting the makeup kit because it's like okay Diane didn't know you and it was your dad who suggested that was like oh theater so basically it's a it's a hit on dad because it's like well dad thinks that you still like makeup after doing something in the third grade it's dad who doesn't know you why are you taking this out on Diane Diane cannot catch a break and also dad step up right (laughs) She makes her grand. I love the when she starts doing nice things. It's so funny. She makes her grandma an herbal tea to save everyone from the farts. Yes, she plays catch with Louis willingly instead of the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, the kids who are selling jokes for charity are getting uh, their money taken from them by Gretchen. She she like decides to try to kill her with kindness, and she gives Gretchen the alarm clock as a present. Uh, well, first she goes to defend them and gets shoved in the, the snow. Then she's like, okay, let me try being nice to Gretchen. Gre- gives her the alarm clock. And we see this moment where it's like, oh, Gretchen's learned her lesson. She, her heart grew three sizes now. Gretchen shoves her anyway. And that's <laughs> when she and Louie decide it's time for Uncle Bruce to teach them judo. And she uses it on Gretchen to throw that girl to the ground, which doesn't feel like she totally learned her lesson here. It doesn't feel like, I know we saw killing with kindness not work, but I feel like maybe you could have done something other than learn how to throw a girl to the ground. <laughs> um, but because they help the kids, they get a joke on the house. The kids tell them a joke and they're like, is this your little brother about Louie? And she's like, yeah, that is my little brother. And it's like cute. Louie likes being called her little brother. And then she's like, so why are you doing this? Why are you spending, you're new to the neighborhood. Why are you spending Christmas uh, selling jokes for charity? And they're like, it makes us feel good to help others. That's what Christmas is all about. And the little boy's like, yeah, everyone should do what they can. And every little bit helps. That's what our dad always says. That da- dad sounds wise and maybe even handsome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now she's heard, she's learned her lesson from these children. And we enter Ro truly trying to do the most good she can. Yes. And so this is when we start seeing her. She helps the lady who's like struggling with her grocery bag and prevents her from dropping the eggs. Uh, We're starting to learn the true meaning of Christmas. And she returns Cupcake, who's the missing cat, uh, to their owner. And also come to find out that we have kittens as well. I will say I'm happy she provided those kittens with a home, but gifting pets, kind of crazy. 
she goes to Winterfest and she like greets all the people she's gotten to know. It's clear she's been to Winterfest a ton. I will say in the middle of this like nice montage where she's like, hey, your cookies are amazing. Great job today, whatever. She's also like, Brenda, you could stop checking your phone. He doesn't call. You didn't need to say that one, Ro. <laughs> <laughs> what, what good came from that one? Why is that in the nice montage? <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> but the reason she's at Winterfest is to do what Santa had Santa's like can't you do something about that she catches the ornament before it falls on the lady's head when she's proposing to her boyfriend Yeah, she does it and they get engaged and hey. there's a photo of Ro catching the ornament she helps the kids sell their jokes and Gretchen actually buys a joke and seems to be liking it no, no clue what changed for Gretchen I'll be honest <laughs> Uh, she helps clean the wrapping paper off the floor when it's time for them to, like, open presents. I will say, she takes a lot of credit for that one. <laughs> she's not just doing it. She's like, Ro, what are you doing? And she's like, just being helpful. <laughs> uh, she encourages Uncle Jerry to do his stand-up. Which is That's nice. very sweet. Which is nice. She holds his hand and encourages him and is like, you're the funniest person I know. And he, he delivers the joke so confidently and it's so bad. <laughs> He's, um, but it, it, the whole family laughs. It's sweet. Um, she tell, she eats the kale cookies and is like, Diane, these are great. Um, so everybody's just having a better evening. Uh, so she's already having a really nice day. And now with her family, she's done a lot of good. And then people start ringing the doorbell. First, it's the neighbors whose eggs she saved. And they brought over banana bread because they were like, Ro helped us. We wouldn't even have banana bread without her. And they invite themselves in. And I don't, I was a little surprised by that, but it keeps happening. Um, the cupcakes owners made her bread pudding because they know Ro loves it. And they're like, you raised the most wonderful little girl. The mom just keeps opening the door. Uh, the newly engaged couple. How do the how do the newly engaged people at Winterfest know where she lives? Right? Right? I don't know. But they're like, if we have a girl, we're naming her Rowena. And the mom is like, every time she opens the door, she's like, Ro did. So like, she starts to be like, it's about Ro, isn't it? It's about Ro. And um, her mom's like, who are all these people? How do they know where? Uh, she's like, how did you have time to do all this? Again, maybe if you notice when your daughter was missing. Yikes. <laughs> Shahat said, maybe if you were a parent, you would know what she is up to. Like, what were they doing all day? But again, this day is still slightly magical. We have to, maybe we can believe she was with her family for as much of the day as she was out saving people. Because she does say, time is a tricky thing. A lot can happen in a day. Which, if you'll recall, Santa said. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and then the doorbell rings one more time. Ooh, who is it? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> who is it, Avery? It is the the kids who were doing the jokes for charity, and their father comes over too. Ooh. And we learn real quick that the kids donate their money to a foundation for what their mom died of, which means he's single, ladies. <laughs> he's single. <laughs> they really like tell us. He's widowed <laughs> with a big old wink, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're learning about these kids having a dead mom, not to, for sad exposition, for sexy exposition. <laughs> so that, you know, Rose's mom could have a potential suitor. We love it. 
Um, but the dad is like really delighted that they've already made friends. They just moved here. Ro is so nice to them um, because Ro is good now. And it is really sweet. I will say this is when I was, maybe this is when, it, this is the most Ro won me over. She is doing nice things. I do think it's very nice the neighbors all showed up. Listen, we can't make up for crimes against them, but we can try. <laughs> um, we see things, we see her giving out the kale cookies to the guests. She, when she does that, she says, my stepmom made these. And you see Diane just in the background, absolutely out of her mind, happy. <laughs> and then like, Ro walks away and she comes up to the people with the cookies and is like, I'm the stepmom, that's me, the stepmom. <laughs> again, very sweet moments are happening all around. Uncle Jerry is learning jokes from the kids and then stealing them and... <laughs> doing the jokes elsewhere. I was like, okay, you're... (laughs) Let the kids do their set. Um, For some reason, we have a moment where Grandpa tries a latka uh, (laughs) and he loves it and shouts mazel tov. (laughs) Multicultural, Shahat! Multicultural! (laughs) And this is when we get the line I have already said that is the most important line in the film to me, which is like, I'll take two of the latkes, no sour cream, because he's gay and lactose intolerant. <laughs> I just think it's so funny to circle back on him not having being able to have dairy. To mention it twice in one film. Shocking. <laughs> um, Gabby, who again, oldest daughter status. She's so good. She is leading an art class in the corner of the room for all these little kids in her house. Mm-hmm. And Ro calls her over and is like, she used her savings to buy her sister a tablet for her art. And um, Gabby's like, I didn't get you anything. <laughs> Wait, okay. Like, you- Question. I didn't mean to interrupt. Mm-hmm. When you no, say no. the money and savings, I always assume it's the money that she won from guessing the candy canes. That, like, she uses that money to buy her sister a tablet? Or do you think that it's really her own money? I didn't get the sense that she went to the elves versus Santa's game on this day. Okay. But maybe, like, where okay. would she have gone, right? But maybe she did. I were like, I did consider that. And I was like, if she used that money, it's sad. Because that means she was taking a trip to Florida away from a family. Okay, 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 okay. I hope she used her real savings. Okay. <laughs> but it's unclear. And she's like, I didn't get you anything. And she's like, but you were there for me when I needed you and I couldn't ask for more or for a better big sister. And I will say, I'm glad Gabriella is getting her flowers <laughs> because she was there when she needed her. Although Gabby doesn't remember the prior days. So she's probably like, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ro gives this speech about how she's done a lot that day. But the one thing she hasn't done is thank her family. And everyone's like, this is not like you, Ro, which makes me think Ro is regularly a little shit. <laughs> Listen, I was like, this girl's a terror. Like, I I truly think that she gives second daughters a bad name. And I don't like it at all. <laughs> um, and she's like, Christmas isn't about tradition. It's about spending time with the people you care about. As someone wise once said to me, and the mom's like, it was me last night. (laughs) I said that. And she does say, I've seen a lot of Christmases in my time. I mean, a lot, a lot. And we laugh because we know she means hundreds of Christmases today. 
her family laughs because she's 12 and hasn't seen very many Christmases. Um, but she says, but this one definitely tops the list, which is sweet. Um, they all sing Christmas carols. The house is full of neighbors and loved ones. It's Mary. The mom and the new guy are making eyes at each other. At some point, Rowena made everybody stockings. I don't know how, because there's a stocking for all of the dog who she did not know about until that day. So. <laughs> the magic of time. Time is a tricky thing to have. <laughs> <laughs> And she goes to bed that night and her mom comes to say goodnight to her. And she's got the Christmas carol on the bed again. Yeah. And she finished it this time and yeah. it's not just on Scrooge's <laughs> side. And she's like, you know, he needed to go through it to become a better person. It's never too late for a reset and one who's like open to change and new people. He, you know, he became a better person, one who's open to change and new people. And she tells her mom straight up, I had a great Christmas, even if you don't remember any of it tomorrow, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And the mom's like, what are you talking about? Of course I'll remember this. And Ro does not think this is the last day or anything. She's like, just in case you don't, I'm still glad we had today. And she said that in her speech. She just kept saying like, I know none of you are going to remember this. And then the next day, the alarm rings, but this time it's different. Because this time they say, like, thank God. Or they say something like, we, it's time to retire that song but, for the season or something like that. Yes. <laughs> um, and Louis there, but he's tomorrow. not. Christmas is finally over. It's tomorrow. Louis there, but he's not dressed up as a ghost. And she's, like, excited to see him. She's like, Christmas is finally over. She's, like, screaming Christmas is finally over. She runs down to find her parents. They're all outside because Dad and Diane and Louis are leaving. And she's really sweet to all of them. They're like, we can't wait to do this next year. And she's like, next year? What about New Year's? What about President's Day? She does the special handshake she has with her dad, with Louis. She hugs Diane. She's being a little sweetie. She says bye to everybody. And then mom and Gabby go in for breakfast. And she's about to follow them. But the limo stops by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, Santa, where the heck have you been? <laughs> And Sansa asks her if she gets everything off of her list. And he's been busy with a list of his own. And you see like a list that stretches like all the way through the length of the Hummer. And her name was on this list. And she was like, is this the naughty list? And he was like, this is the second chance list. Very sweet. Her name gets removed from the second chance list. And he's like, deep down, even the naughtiest kids want to be nice. Some just need a little more time. <laughs> and then uh, Gabby watches as Santa's Hummer goes off and turns into a sled and flies into the sky. Her reaction does make it feel like this is the first time she believes he's Santa. Which is very, like, she, like, looks at the Santa statue, then back at him, like, oh, it's really him. And it's very funny, because I'm like, oh, you didn't think the man who made you magically stuck in a time loop was Santa before this moment? Yeah. Did you feel like her reaction was a little odd there, right? Like, it was like... Yeah. Yeah. She reacts like this is new information. Maybe that's just me, like, not understanding. Maybe Even reaction... though he's, like, consistently popped up throughout and, like, disappears and comes And she in. called him Santa. She knew he did something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I misunderstood, but she gets, like... She maybe just supposed to be like pure joy at Santa flying off. Yeah. But it really felt like surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, are we surprised? Maybe it's that the Hummer is a sleigh. That is surprising. That's cute. 
I did like that. We watch it fly off and that's the end of our film. She runs in to eat pancakes with her mom and her sister in their mansion. I like the end, but it really took a lot of work to get to that. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I am not a gigantic fan of like the ground date, the groundhog day trope, like to do it over and over again. I know back in the day, ABC family did a movie kind of similar to this, like 12 days of Christmas. Do you remember that? With Mark Paul Gosselier or something like that? Oh, Mark Paul Gosselier? I don't think I've seen it. Okay. Um, It's also like a repeat, like Groundhog Day thing. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think ground, I don't know. I just, I don't like the trope. Like it's not my favorite. I think the last movie I saw that I thought like did it well was Palm Springs. I thought Palm Springs did a great job. Yeah. (laughs) I I was, that's what I was thinking of. (laughs) I think Palm Springs did a really good job at it but when I found out that like this was the premise of the movie I was like here we go and then I think Shahan is right not that we're here to criticize anybody's acting but I feel like this child lacks some I don't know (laughs) charm I I just think (laughs) yeah I think it's maybe not the acting but I, I think it just like I, I think she could probably be very good in a lot of roles, but to play the bad kid, you have to be you have to be able to win us over to like your crimes almost, yes. you know, right? Yeah. Like and Groundhog Day doesn't work for everyone, but part of Groundhog Day is that you are willing to watch Bill Murray be a dick for like an hour and a half, right? Like yeah. and it's funny and it works for people. And it um and maybe that's partly because it's an adult and you're not like, where are why is nobody worrying about him? But it's also like I just felt like this kid was being bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was hard. I feel like even as she was like making up for her crimes with all the good deeds, I was like, but it's hard for me to forgive you after all the terrible things you have done. She's adorable. Very cute. But I was just like, why are we forgiving you? Right. Like, and the thing is, obviously, they don't remember her crimes, but I do. <laughs> you convince your stepmom her dog's ghost was in the room with us. You made this woman have an allergy attack for multiple days on end. <laughs> it was dirty. She does She does look a lot like a, a, a DCOM star, though. I will say that. She very much looks the part. Like, she looks like somebody I've seen in something else. Doesn't she look like the girl from Girl Meets World? That's who she looks like, yeah. She looks, which is very funny because the character's name was Rowena. And I was like, she looks like Rowan Blanchard. Yes. <laughs> I had to look up, because I didn't watch Girl Meets World. But I did have to look up if it was her. And I was like, oh, it's not. No, she's too young, but she looks a lot like her. She looks like a little decom little sister. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. got that that decom face. Yeah. She, as an actor, listen again. Child acting, hard job. I um, I bet she's good in a bunch of her other roles. I just think you have to be a menace for this one, and it's it's tough if you don't win us over. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, agree. She's not done a ton other than this. She's in a movie called Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion, which. I thought that was a TV show on D- on Disney. Oh, it is a TV show. You're right. So she's the star of a D- Disney Channel TV show. Yeah, like she is the she's like one of the new and upcoming stars of of D-Con. She sure is. Yeah. Before that, she was in Bunked for five episodes. 
um, and did a voice on the If You Give a Mouse a Cookie show. Mm-hmm. So she's she's on her way up and on the up and up on uh, Disney Channel and does, yes, look a lot like Rowan Blanchard. <laughs> the only member of the cast I recognized was the dad. Oh, of course. Yeah. What do you know, Daniel? Uh, Daniel from I'll tell you what I know him after you <laughs> okay my brain immediately went to James Holt and the Devil Wars Prada <laughs> that's a good one I that's where I knew him from like right off the bat I was like oh where did you know him from so <laughs> this man was a nurse on two seasons of Grey's Anatomy oh, God. which is not enough for him to be memorable however in the Grey's Anatomy musical episode for some reason in the middle of a dramatic scene, like immediately after you're like, we're not sure Callie's gonna make it after the car accident. They decide to have a sex song led by this man. What? They have a whole sexy number. Ma'am, In the middle of the musical number, in the musical episode, which is like silly, but like still someone's like in a coma the whole episode. That's why there's songs. And he's just, he leads us into this uh, gorgeous, sexy number. <laughs> I mean, I will say that this man has had a very prolific TV mm-hmm. career. I mean, he is in, I'm looking at his stuff right now. He was in a lot of episodes of Law & Order SVU. He was in Rescue Me as like a series regular. He was in Grey's Anatomy in Graceland, like... Our guy is out here doing things and like continuing to do things in in TV world. He has like consistent work on a primetime drama. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Um, Daniel Sinjata, right? Is that mm. how we think it's pronounced? I think uh, so. Yes. But a star, James Holt, our boy. <laughs> ah! Um, I did know Abuela. I did know Abuela from the mom in Made in Manhattan. Who's always like, wake up, little girl, you have bills to pay. Like she plays the she plays JLo's mom slash the grandma in in Made in Manhattan. So that's where I knew her from. But she, too, has had a very long and prolific career in movies and TV shows like this woman has been working Oh, I see that she was a child extra in West Side Story in 1961. Oh, like that's how she has been busy. Yeah, but it <laughs> looks like she has like been like consistently doing roles since like the 70s. So all right, we've got a good like 40 plus years worth of career Incredible. here. Yeah, I'd say mm, nobody else is like a name really. Like I think the mom hasn't really acted a ton. Like, even, like, her credits, I think often she was, like, a one-episode role on Grey's as, like, the other woman, stuff like that. Like, um, so this is kind of bigger on her resume, which is exciting. I hope she has a long and successful career, because I actually did really like the mom's performance. Uh, Like, I liked her. I thought she was charming. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm also looking at the guy who played the Santa or tall Santa, Gary Anthony Williams. He actually does have a very long career in like TV. It looks like a lot of TV and a lot of voice acting too. Like I'm looking cool. at Scooby Doo, I'm looking at Bob's Burgers. I'm He looked 
familiar to me, but I couldn't have said what I saw him. Oh, yeah. No, this man has been in TV literally for 30 years. Like, as long as we've been alive. 36 episodes of Boston Legal. You know, you don't don't do that without becoming a face people recognize. (laughs) No, he's, he's definitely done work. But a lot of a lot of TV. Eighteen episodes of Malcolm in the Middle. I bet that's where I've seen him. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> yeah, the grandpa also pretty busy. Uh, one of those like long time older character actors who we love. Mm-hmm. 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 Very cool. All right, and then uh, yeah, I think that's it. that's it for cast. Hey, you know this movie might not have done it for us, but I do think there is someone whose heartstrings it tugged on. He it also tugged on his tonsils, which he had removed, and now he's back and vocal. So please, we'd love to hear from Adam's corner. Adam. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, I will say this is just one of those movies where it has the tropes where uh, you know, any kind of like Latin family kind of like drama where it's like, oh, you know, no one's mad at you, it's a nice time of year. I'm like, oh no. It's going to get me somehow. It's going to, it's going to pull on the heartstrings, you know? And then um, when she brought in the mariachi band for her grandparents, uh, my grandfather was in a mariachi band as well. And he's passed. So I was like, oh no, it's going to get me. Oh, and we just should talk this movie and this scene. (laughs) (laughs) That's really where it got me the most. But um, it's just one of those things where it was like all the tropes. And I was like, oh no, it's going to be. The 2021 Disney movie that's going to get me on this one. All the reviews online <clears throat> hated this movie because of the gay uncle, of course, but whatever. Wait, so, they hated it because of the gay uncle? <laughs> yeah, it was the whole like, oh, I love this movie, but I hate the woke message and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's, so It's the lactose intolerance. They don't care about representing my kind. <laughs> of course. So, yeah. So, like, this first... <laughs> They, some of them will be like, oh, that's a nice review. And the end is like, hated the gay uncle, though. Or, you know, something. I just think there was a lot to dislike about this movie and it wasn't the gay uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's plenty of tropes in this movie to anyway. Yeah, this first one is called Not Family Fun. Uh, this movie is annoying. It's not fun to watch. And I have no idea why the uncle doing stand up or the boring makeup tutorial montage was needed. The story is bad, and my daughter was bored about a half hour in. Most of all, not every Disney movie needs to be about divorce and, in all caps, woke. We've canceled Disney Plus, and we won't watch any more of the movies. Oh, the account is gone. Not the canceling of Disney Plus. What? <laughs> They're saving $10 a month. <laughs> uh. <laughs> they said no Star Wars for us, no Marvel for us. This decom made us spit on their graves. <laughs> that that just like made my eyebrows just go up. And yeah, up and up that's so time. extreme though. <laughs> that's listen. I didn't love it. I'm not gonna swear off I, I Disney mean... Plus or even decoms. I'll watch another next week probably. <laughs> uh, this next oh one is God. called worst Christmas movie I've watched in a while. Was excited the main character as I like the actress from Lucifer, but the acting in this was unwatchable. I almost fell asleep twice. Please don't watch this movie. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about her acting, but they are. <laughs> I do love that they were like, I loved this child actor from Lucifer. 
these are all from like December 2021. Um, this one's called Happy Groundhog Christmas, dot, dot, dot. Or should I say Mary, as the Americans do? Anyway, Disney beats the Yule drum again of Butterworth clinched Xmas movie of the very best of traditions and may resemble loads of people's own wishes for the holiday season. The cast is chosen from Disney Channel's own kiddo staff, and they are, as usual, polished and trained for the task. Even the adults do the skits very well themselves, and the usual decoration department has fluffed and illuminated the sets like never before, dot, dot, dot. But the story and message, dot, dot, dot. Well, I've seen better and loads worse, so I think the average Exodus movie lover will cram this one to the heart. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. It's witty, funny even, and also sentimental. I had a few laughs at the boiling point, but there could have been more. But the message of this film says, beware what you wish for. I couldn't have said it better myself. A small recommend from this grumpy old man. I don't think the message of this film is be careful what you wish for, sir. <laughs> I don't. Uh, but I'm glad the grumpy old man liked the acting. There's something for everyone. I was like, oh, that kid, you know, didn't really get the message of the movie. And then the last line was grumpy old man. And I was like, oh. I will say one of my favorite things I've ever done is watch a Disney Channel original movie with my grandparents. Like, uh, that's been like 10 years ago. And they did have a blast. So share decoms with the elderly. <laughs> Maybe they were just happy for you and hated the movie like this grumpy old man. Not at all. <laughs> Listen, it was starstruck. Nobody could hate that movie. <laughs> Uh, this next one is called honestly i was just bored this movie's getting four stars solely because something hooked me long enough to watch an hour of this train wreck also is it just me or the main character way too mean bratty in the beginning i don't know what these people learned english geez uh, i mean yes i know she's our main character and we'll learn less than along the way but the first christmas before the loop she was just a straight up jerk that's just my opinion though this next one is great for the whole family so we're ending on a positive note here Puppy is a sucker for Groundhog Day and time loops in movies, so kind of like the inverse Avery. We will give a single watch of these if there are one of these. Looking for a family-appropriate movie that we and the kids could enjoy. This movie was cute and had enough silly mischief to keep the kids 3, 5, 6, and 24. <laughs> the grown-ups were entertained. Some lowbrow humor about bodily functions. Enjoyed that feelings and behaviors were addressed without being too pedantic. We'll be adding it to our annual list. Not sure where all the negativity is coming from, except the parents are divorced and there are same-sex uncles. Definitely watching again next year. This is an annual watch? An annual watch? That's what they said. We'll be adding it to our annual list. And their kids, their 24-year-old child was a yeah. part of this as well. That 24-year-old was probably on their phone the whole time and didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I will say this is probably one of my top three uh, favorite Santa portrayals in a movie. Okay. I did like the uh, Santa of the, like, oh, I just wear this for the sleigh and like um, I, I actually ride around in a limo sometimes. I have a bunch of day jobs and I'm like a, uh, like a Lord of the Rings elf where I can just like pop in and out of like magical dimensions and just do a bunch of other jobs mm -hmm. like wherever you go. Like that was cool. And yeah, that, that Latin family message always gets me. So I'm here for that. Uh, other than that, though, I'm going to stop speaking because my tonsils hurt. Oh, no, Adam. <laughs> it's not too bad. It's not too bad. But okay. I, I've, I've definitely gotten better. But um, 
I usually don't talk this much in the okay. past almost three weeks. So Adam, you are now on vocal arrest. Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so just reading through the Disney fandom wiki page for this, um, <laughs> first of all, the trivia says the song Jingle Bells playing at the start of every day is similar to Phil's radio playing I Got You Babe in Groundhog Day. Yes, it's also like beat for beat the movie. They also are like, Rowena repeatedly trying to destroy her radio is reminiscent of Phil repeatedly killing himself. <laughs> John, did you write this? I know I made that comparison, <laughs> but it's very strange when you phrase it that way. <laughs> this is the first decom Christmas movie in 10 years since the good Charlie Christmas movie. Oh, wow. I could have waited another 10. <laughs> um... It's only the fourth DCOM to have a Latinx protagonist after Gotta Kick It Up, Princess Protection Program, and Wizards of Waverly Place. Wow. I'm doing some math here. Is it that the character has to be? Is is Demi Lovato not Latina? She is. So is, and Mitchie is. So this this factoid is wrong. Wrong! (laughs) Mitchie Mitchie Torres. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, so um, this is the seventh Disney Channel original movie, or sixth, sixth, at least. Listen, we don't trust the factoid anymore, so... Is Gabriella in High School Musical, is she not meant to be Latina? She is Gabriella Montez. Okay, I was just asking. (laughs) Seventh, eighth, ninth. This fact is so wrong. (laughs) The Disney wiki is lying to us. Anyway... Taking this with a grain of salt, this is the next thing on the list of trivia, which I did think was fun, but now I think is probably false. Okay. (laughs) Test me. Give it to Um, me. So this is the second Disney Channel original movie to feature an LGBTQ plus couple after Under Wraps, the new one, which we were supposed to watch (gasps) last month, but did not. Okay. (laughs) Um, But it's the first to have them kissing on screen. Oh, Supposedly. Listen, okay. I don't know if that's true. I was going to say, I feel like we would see more representation in like the newer DCOMs, like probably in the past like two to three years. And to be honest, mm-hmm. I haven't been watching those. So I can't, like, I can't yeah. crack down. I mean, I'm not surprised Disney's late to the party on representation. I'm never surprised, but <laughs> we just got our first South Asian lead last year also. <laughs> It was so good. See, and the thing is, I do want to like kind of highlight spin because I just want that to be proof we're not like just anti the new decoms, you know? Yeah. Like, no, we love spin. We loved spin. It might be, again, it's not like in my top five. So, unlike Rowena, we are open to change. We're open to adding new people to our lives, to opening our hearts. Okay. Just not you, Rowena. <laughs> okay. Uh, I. Don't know how I got this negative. I did not mean to, but I I hope we're all having fun. (laughs) Um, The message of the movie, I would agree, is not um, be careful what you wish for. What would you say it is? No, I think think the message is, you know, not all change is bad. And that, you know, it's important Mm -hmm. to be there for your family. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And also be there for random neighbors and people you meet at hockey games. Yeah. Like it doesn't. As you are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't, it doesn't cost to be nice. So be nice to all. Not at all. Not at all. No. Yeah. 
which is a great message. It takes a lot to get to that message. You see a lot of villainy on the way to that message. Things that I noticed that felt a little bit like different in this movie for me is that, you know, typically in DCOMs, we have like a group of friends that like balance our main character or we get to see them like interact with people their age. And I thought that it was interesting because we are in a loop that like we don't have Rowena friends. Like it's Rowena, Gabby, Louie, and then like that the new neighbor kids that she helps. You're right. And she's kind of like antagonizing the parents a lot. So it's often Rowena versus adults. Yes. And I, and I wonder like if we would have had friends incorporated in this story, friends being like, Hey, don't do that. Or like what you're doing is wrong. Like would have, would that have balanced her out? But the fact that it was just like her alone in this loop just gave her free reign to just like act a mess. You reminded me of something I meant to say earlier, which is that normally in a decom, we have one parent. Sometimes we have a, a like a parent, uh, one parent, and then like one, uh, usually one's dead or gone or something, or like the second parent is simply conveniently gone for the entire movie, like in Genius. <laughs> and Alley Cat Strike, the mom is traveling the whole movie, I think. But in this one, we get both parents, both parents trying to be present and a third parent. So I did think that was, that was nice. It's not our, obviously that's because this movie is very much focused on divorce, but it's just, it's nice when we get to see them have like, not just a parental presence, a very, very present parents, except for the part where they did not notice where we know. And I, I mean, I think this is also different too. Like when we're talking about divorce, we talked about, you know, our quirky girl, Cadet Kelly and how like grounded she was and like being a child of divorce. And I felt like Rowena was just like not there yet. Like this was still fresh and new and really hard for her to like get over. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we have done divorce before, like Mm -hmm. divorce is not new in DCOMs, but I was like, oh, she is not handling this well. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) right, right. Oh yeah. Cadet Kelly really did handle it well until they sent her to military school, which felt like a breach of trust. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. We've dealt with divorce before. Yeah. I need to start tracking tropes. (laughs) They, They fall right out of my head. Um, I will say this, uh, we kind of said it already, but this is truly beat for beat Groundhog Day. I don't, that doesn't feel like a huge lift in terms of screenwriting. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I do like when little things pop back up again later in a movie. That's how you make a plot, I guess. So that's, <laughs> but I have the sour like... cream. <laughs> No, not just the sour cream. Uh, I mean, just like, just like, um, you know, the the kale cookies, yeah. all the little things like you do or don't take note of that. Then obviously that's how they, they were. That's how you set yeah. up a film. I understand, but I just it all came together nicely. Yeah, the mariachi was set up one scene earlier, basically where he's like, ah, mariachi CD. <laughs> Um, but other than that, that that one really did throw me for a loop. But it was so cute. But I've got to say, it was such a cute scene. But why was it on the day they weren't going to remember? It should have been on the day they remembered. All right. I'm sorry for what I've said about this film. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
I just think this kid needs to be locked up. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, this one was a wild ride. I really don't have... I'm trying to find something positive I in my know, heart I know, and say. I'm like, oh, maybe the music was good. But I was like, I don't even know what music we had at this. Again, I there there was a really cute scene when the parents were dancing. And even though it was when Rowena was trying to get them back together. It was fun to see them, you know, they were dancing to a to a fun beat. Yeah. It was cute. It's a cute Latina family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's that. <laughs> I, I, I did like that. I am sorry to this man, <laughs> Daniel Sinjata. Let's, Let's wrap it land up. this sled. <laughs> <laughs> Let's land this Hummer stretch limo sled. Um, yes. Thank you all so much for listening. You can follow Adam at the podcast Adam on all platforms. If Twitter <gasps> survives another week. Listen. Uh, how did I need to have a strategic meeting in case our one social media goes down? What are we going to do? Yes. And if Twitter doesn't go down, we are at from A to Z on Twitter. Um, I am at Jahan413 on Twitter and Avery. I'm at Camille says 36. <laughs> But not for long. <laughs> Anything could happen. Time is a funny thing. Time time is a tricky thing. A lot can happen in a day. <laughs> As always, um, if you have crushes on us, on Daniel Sinjata, on Adam, on anyone, on a stranger, <laughs> please email us at supernovagirls2049 at gmail.com. We barely check the inbox, but we want there to be crushes in there when when we do. <laughs> All right. Happy holidays. Yeah. See you in the new year. We'll see you next year. <laughs>